All right, let's get it going. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first podcast of From the Sidelines. Three good friends that love with that love of sports. I'm going to introduce myself as Twenty, aka Twine, and I'm going to pass it on as one third of the host to the other host to introduce themselves. This your boy La Jean, and from Chicago, born and raised, and we're here to bring you the best in sports. And we hope that we can keep y'all interested in some of the things that we love, and hopefully y'all can fall in love with them too. From there, I'll pass it on to the next man on the mic. Yeah, this is Charlie, young cat in this group, giving my perspective on sports as well. You know, hope everybody enjoy. Let's go from let's get it in. All right. Let's get it, Dan. It's a 30-minute segment to introduce everybody to ourselves in our very first podcast. We're going to jump right into it. So we're just going to talk about the NFC North Division today and what we've seen today. All three teams actually, excuse me, all four teams have actually lost today. So from that, we're just going to start with the division leaders, the Chicago Bears. Lajean, I'm going to start with you. What did you notice today? For the first time in a long time, I've seen – our coach get out coached completely during this game. He really took himself out of the rhythm that he could have built. More importantly, a quarterback that should have been better with practice actually played terribly. Um, I hate to say it, you were right about him. Uh, But you know what? In the world of sports, when it comes to football, a backup is only good for one to two games. He got his good game out last game. They should have played Mitch, but if Mitch is truly hurt, we got a lot of help in the division this week with all the other teams in the division taking a loss too, especially with the Saints taking a loss that still keeps everybody where we need to be. Personally, I think that's a good thing. I I agree. I agree 100%. Charlie, your thoughts on the uh, the Bears' loss today? Man, well, I didn't really get to see much, you know, because I was working, but what I was able to see was was – we had opportunities. I mean, I can't disagree with what LeGene said, but we had our opportunities. You know, um, you could tell the defense got tired first off because they was on the field because of the offense, couldn't put points on the board. It was three and outs. But we had our opportunities. And when you have a defense, a caliber defense that we have that's making plays nonstop for the past few games, you take that on the road against a Giants team, which in my opinion, I mean, they're okay, but we should have been able to dominate them from our front seven all the way to our secondary. This should have been a game we should have won strictly just off our defense. And especially when the defense put us in the position, put the offense in the position to score, and we don't score, that says a lot, you know. So it also go along with us getting our coached, you know, as well by the Giants. So, that's just how I, that's just my take on it. So, okay. you know. All right. Here's my take on it. We was definitely out coach. The coach stopped running the ball when the when in the first half it was definitely, you know, definitely there. You know, the Giants was only running with two down linemen. Uh Jordan Howard is actually getting his feet underneath him, was running the ball very well, and then he completely went away from it and tried to just stick with the speak the quick uh the the quick and speedy backs. Uh, which was pretty irritating. You know, it was just like you have your power back, keep running the ball with him. And he completely just 
demise himself against that one. He 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 outcoached himself, outthought outthought himself. It was just ridiculous. So, um, second thing was the defense. Like I had, we kind of personally talked uh, amongst ourselves. Yeah, they got tired. They literally got tired. They kept getting the ball, um, took back to the offense. They kept putting them putting them back in good positions. But every time you looked up, the offense couldn't do anything with it. It was three and out, so it was a turnover, and boom, back out there again. So it's not much you can do when your offense is not, you know, allowing you to rest. You know, even if you're not personally making a mistake or you're you are in the right position, but you're just tired out there because you hadn't had a chance to make a, you know, take a breather. That's what came down to our defense there. You know, you can't fault the defense at all. The kicker was on point. Special teams was on point. Defense was on point for the most part, you know. But, again, once you get tired like that, you can only do so much. This was all on the offense. This was on our backup quarterback. And like Lajeen said earlier, you know, a backup quarterback is only good for, you know, saying one, maybe, maybe two games. And it showed today. And with, with more practice, he actually looked worse than he did in a short amount of practice. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is not a game that I put on our defense because had it not been for the interception return, we actually win that game. Definitely. See what I'm saying? So the Definitely. defense did part. defense did what was necessary to win that game. The offense is what actually lost that game for us. Even special teams played well. Definitely. Right. Definitely. And- Right, and I agree with that, and that's what I—that's what I was saying as far as like you could tell the defense got tired because they did all they can do, and like I said, this is for what I was able to, you know, see and you know able to, you know, um, get notes on and things like that. It's just our offense couldn't do anything, and now to tell you something that Mitchell Trubisky is our quarterback. We need him there, you know. Chase Daniels is not Chase Daniels is. It's not it. He's a like you said, Legene, he's a backup quarterback for a reason. And so the things I saw was the miscommunication on the hikes because Cody Whitehair had his worst game by far this game. And then in the fourth opportunity to win the game, you got your quarterback fumbling, you got your backup running back fumbling. Why is everybody fumbling in that entire offensive line getting pushed back? At this point in time, we should have been hammering it with our big head. Howard should have been in the game. They took yes. a hard chance. Now, I do understand what they were doing with Corn, and it was working, but it was working better when they had Howard in there as well. Correct. Correct. I agree with you 100% yeah. of that. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And to add on to that, like you said, Howard was running that ball. I mean, he looked it. That's probably one of the first time he looked good since early in the season. And why would you go away from that? You know, I get Coheen is able to do more things because he's supposed to catch out the backfield things of that sort of nature. But when you got Howard going like that, you got to feed him. You got to you got to give him that rock. And that's going to set up that. And that's going to put Chase Daniels in a better position to make good throws instead of having him pressing and forcing it. But you know it's, what you know what is that, Charlie? And yep. Here's real talk. And I'll tell you this. This is why I say he was outcoached. Mm. Adam Shaheen back healthy, and you didn't use him in the red zone now, except for one time, and that's when he caught the one touchdown. Mm-hmm. How do you not use one of your best red zone weapons during this game? Either you're trying to hide something and you're looking for Trubisky to get it, 
But the point is to go out there and win every week. You had a chance to win this game. Great. Definitely, definitely. See, the the problem was you had both types now. You had Adam Shaheen. You still had Burton. Burton had zero catches in this game. There's no reason your speedy tight end should not have zero catches in this game. Your there's no reason your your backup running back. Let's be honest. Coheen is a backup running back. Have twelve catches. Twelve. Over all your wide receivers and all your other pass catchers, you have your running back have 12 catches who is a backup running back. Shouldn't have never happened. Out. More importantly, they shouldn't have been in a position where they had to run gimmick plays to pull off this type of game. <laughs> Agree. In the first half, holding the run game, and then in the, just before halftime, they called that silly timeout, which gave momentum yes. to Giants. Made no sense at all. Really didn't. You you basically helped him out at that point. All right. We at the nine-minute mark right now. Let's go on here to talk about the rest of the NFC North Division here. Let's start with the Packers because they actually just fired their coach today. Let's start with Charlie on this one. Let's start with Charlie on this one. Hey, go ahead and give me your thoughts on this one. Find a coach pretty much in the season, you know, not Black, Black Monday, in the season. What's your thoughts? Man, it was more like Cyber Sunday to me because I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> just being honest with you. And again, I'm just going to be blunt and honest. That's not all McCarthy. We just going to, I'm just, just being honest. Rodgers played the blame just as well as McCarthy. Rodgers has not been playing the way he has been playing in years past. He don't trust his receivers. He's too frustrated as well. You know, especially when you're giving that freedom at the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, you have to trust you have to trust your receivers. You have to you have to trust who you have out there to throw to. It can't just be Devontae Adams. Definitely. You know, which go you know, I mean that's just that's just my opinion. You know, I, I feel like they should just let him stay on to the rest of the season. That's just me. You can't just say it's just Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is only calling the plays. He's not throwing the football. Right. You know, he's not overthrowing the receivers. You know, I mean, it has to be, it has to be, the blame has to be everywhere. Everywhere. It can't just be on him. So I was surprised about that. So, the first thing you got to look at is the coach decides who plays, period. When Rodgers got hurt, they should have sat him for a good two weeks. It was still early. He could have healed up. And he could play like the Rodgers that he's known to play like. Right now, Rodgers is playing hobbled, dude. His, this season was over a long time ago when they kept playing him and they kept losing. They had an opportunity to sit him, let him hit, and then play for the end of the season. So as far as the Packers is concerned, it's, it's the coach who Aaron Rodgers in the position not to succeed. And that's all you can say. Lost you. You're starting wide receivers early in the season. Come on now. Rodgers is known for passing great passers. Why they picked up Jimmy Graham, I don't know. I'll say it again. I think all your receivers is hurting. Now you're playing with rookies and Adams. It's going to be good for him to go to anybody else and trust anybody else. That looked like what we had last year with Mr. Trubisky. We only had one receiver. Right. Now, right. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at Aaron Rodgers' situation, you can't really trust the run game, although it's been the best that it's been in years. But then yes. 
but rookies around him and a hot Jimmy Graham, they're not going to be successful. You traded away the best back-end piece on your defense, so now your defense has been weakened. They're not going to win. All right. Um, I'm going to give my two cents on that one. Uh, first, I'm going to say they got rid of the wrong wide receiver, which they got rid of uh, Nelson over Cobbs because Cobbs haven't done anything for him pretty much since the very first week of the season. Um, and he's been hurt like he's always been. Secondly, yep. you know, again, they let their tight end go that they actually did have. They let him escape to the Raiders, and they picked up, like like Jean said, Jimmy Graham, which they never should have picked up because he was actually on the down on the downfall. He was on the decline, and they shouldn't have picked him up. Um, a lot of it is a lot of young wide receivers as well, too. The offensive line have always been kind of makeshift, and it's starting to catch up to them now. So it, it does have a lot to do with the offense. The defense has gotten old pretty quickly, and you got too many young guys out there. And it does have a lot to do with coaching and the quarterback at the same time. Well, I just get all the respect in the world from me, but at the same time, you know, it's just like he has to do more, you know. So it does come down to – boil down to basically um, he should have had rest after he got injured week one. They should have, you know, just, you know, kind of trust the process. And then, you know, after that, it should have been allow him to play and come back out there and play healthy. So this is kind of like everybody's fault at the same time. It's the GM, it's the coach, it's the, you know, it's the quarterback, et cetera. So at this point, we're going to move on to the uh, the Vikings today, who also lost in this division. Everybody lost in this division. And like Lajin said earlier, it kept the Bears in good position. So, Lajin, we're going to jump back to you on this one. What was your thoughts on the Vikings game against the Patriots today? Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it. That dude puts up a lot of empty stats during the game. He yes, is sir. not to lead any team to a championship. He'll put up numbers, but he is not going to win you a game. And the thing is, as well as Dalvin Cook was playing today, I am surprised that offense was unable to do anything. And the Stars was dropping balls. So I saw that. Was it the defense of the Patriots? I don't know. Were they hearing footsteps? I don't know. But the Patriots did what I wanted them to do. Because <laughs> you know, we needed them to lose. We needed them to lose. We did. We did. <laughs> but we needed them to lose. We needed them to lose. So thank we you for keeping the tiebreaker where it is right now, just right. in case. <laughs> yep. But, um, Patriots look good, man. I'm not going to lie. Having Sonny Michelle back has changed that offense completely. They don't have to lean on Gronkowski. And now that they're starting to get a rhythm, um, board and uh, uh, the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Tom, mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. to help that offense. Michelle is going to do that for another weapon. And then that keeps you from having to play James White when they're both in there. Oh, my goodness. It looks damn good. Definitely. Definitely. Charlie, your thoughts? Man, I mean, my guy LeGene pretty much just said everything, man. I mean, all thing I can really say is, is that, like that quote is, they were who we thought the Vikings were. I mean, just being honest, I mean, they, <laughs> they it was a game that they were supposed to win. They didn't win. You know, I mean, they would, like LeGene said, they were dropping balls. I mean, the Patriots defense out of nowhere. I mean, you had some guy that was just playing well, – Locked down, and I mean, that's just how they're just. I mean, they're just the Patriots. I mean, that's just what they do. 
you know, they, they, they played as well as he played. Exactly. And like I said, you got Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, but I respect what the man does in the league. You know, he right. did what he had to do today. He went out there, led the team to victory, and he finally got his number one target involved. You know, right. he got a big, you know, he got some good yardage, got a, got a good touchdown. And I do believe that when it's all said and done, that they are missing roles because I'm pretty sure he didn't play today, um, the cornerback from Minnesota. Um, I think they had the other guy out there that I believe he was a rookie. Yeah, I could be wrong. Is out. They said yeah. he is out and their corner is out. Yep. You, okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'm pretty sure they were missing him today, you know, as well. I mean, that's a big loss. I mean, that's your number one corner we're talking about here. Right. You know, so. I don't I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I just, I mean, I really have no thoughts on the Vikings, man. It's just that I'm happy that they lost. I mean, they had their chances. Especially when you're number one target out there dropping balls, you know. I mean, for the, for the Vikings, huh? Ian looked disappointing dropping that ball. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, I mean, that's that's all my take on for the Vikings. I mean, you know. Okay, I'm gonna get a short rundown. It it really boils back down to Kirk Cousins on this one. Um, mm-hmm. You got too much talent on that offense to you know, not be getting the ball to your playmakers. You still got two good tight ends. I mean, excuse me, one good tight end, and you got two good wide receivers who last year and early in this season have been, you know, saying the top wide receiver duo, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that he can't get them the ball. You know, he thinks, you know, he's holding the ball too long, and then when he does try to throw it, he forces it in there. That's a lot of money for a man who is really – Honestly, not worth it. He really isn't. He's not going to lead anybody to a championship. You're absolutely right. You know, he bought his time in Washington, taking over for RG3. But let's be honest here, fellas. He is not better than RG3. We know the injury that RG3 went through, but Kirk Cousins kind of bought his time and bought himself into that uh, that big payday role. But he's not worth the payday. He's worth End of discussion. Okay. Like I said, he's a good quarterback. He's a Jay Cutler. He has a lot of empty stats, but he's not going to lead you to a championship. No, he's not. He stats. He 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 gets a lot of garbage stats. Is what I'm gonna say on, on that aspect. So <laughs> for real, <laughs> fantasy football yeah. stats is what he he provides for you, and that's it. You know, that's really really boils down to it's it's Absolutely. not enough. it's not enough. And that, and. and that's eighty million dollars. If I'm not mistaken, fellas, eighty million dollars, right? Eighty-four million. Oh, I forgot the four million. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a whole. <laughs> yeah, throw that four in there. <laughs> oh, well, forget the four. Okay, eighty-four million. That's a lot of money for someone that can yes. win, win big games and supposed to win that game. You know, and you get rid of a quarterback that was actually winning you these type of games last season. Right. You know, that's with to Denver. Right. That is so. I I don't get that logic with that, but again, I'm not the owner, so right. you know. But you know what, Charlie? That's a great transition because Kirk Cousins is exactly what Matthew Stafford is—a bunch of empty stats. What is the Detroit game today? Ah, speaking of, let's just jump right to that. Um, we at the nine uh, nineteen forty seven mark right now, so we, we'll jump right into Matthew Stafford and. The very terrible Lions. Go right here with it, Lajin. 
I'll be honest with you, man. I look at a team that has a lot of talent offensively, but they don't know how to put it together. They lost a lot this year. Bring in a defensive coach thinking that that's going to make the defense better and make the team better, but it's not. They failed. They're going to be in there picking in the top five, top ten this year. So, you know, whatever they need to do. I'm looking at the fact that you went in, you played a game against a tough opponent in the L.A. Rams. I had no expectation of them winning that game at all, but I Yeah. Charlie, your thoughts on that one? I didn't watch the game, but my just thoughts is, is that, I mean, how long are you going to keep Matthew Stafford as your quarterback? I mean, he, you know, you have the GM of Detroit that was the, that was in the organization with the Patriots, you know, and you run this coach, you run this defensive coach in, is that going to be his quarterback moving forward? So, yeah, they just that's, have to start that's, that's, that's the big Right. right. That's the big that's the big question. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Matthew Stafford, don't get me wrong, but is he gonna be your quarterback moving forward? That's gonna be that that's gonna be that big question. You know, are you gonna stick with Matthew Stafford or are you gonna get your own guy? And I feel like that's what he's gonna Matt Patricia's gonna end up doing when it's all said that he's gonna get his quarterback, his guy. Right. And that's you how know, most coaches do the same way yep. most new GMs do. You know, uh yep. staying with with the Lions, but uh, going back. All right, continuing on from where we last left off here, we were talking about uh, the Lions. Um, basically, long story short here, my, my two cents here is with uh, their head coach, uh, is he going to decide next season if he's going to stick with Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. or you know, de- uh, decide to find his own coach, uh, excuse me, his own quarterback? It kind of goes back almost to like what um, Pace did for the Bears and what the GM for the Packers is going to eventually end up doing for for the Packers. He 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 took over after the other GM stepped down for the Packers and he stuck with the head coach, but after it wasn't going good this year, he decided to fire his coach in the middle of the season. Pace going back to the Bears also did the same thing. He stuck with John Fox for a couple of seasons here and he eventually decided, you know, after two seasons two losing seasons, excuse me, he decided to let him go and get his man. So I think we're going to go go ahead and see the same type of scenario here with Matthew Stafford's situation. He's paid a lot of money, just like Aaron Rodgers is, just like her cousins is. And in the end, I think their coach is going to go ahead and draft a new quarterback and decide to just, hey, eventually fade away from Matthew Stafford and go with his guy. Thoughts on that, fellas? Personally, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the coach will go before Matthew Stafford goes. He's missing weapons. We've seen what he can do when he has weapons and a good offense. He hasn't had that this year. His offense has been hobbled and broken. I think, like they've been saying all year, he might be the first one and done coach since, you know, 
since it's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? So if you pay Matthew Stafford this amount of money, that means you planning on keeping Matthew Stafford and you didn't bring a coach in that's going to remove Matthew Stafford. You remove that coach first. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. But just to add on to that, like I said before, is, is that that GM was with the Patriots and he brought in his guy to coach. So that's kind of where that catch-22 comes into play, where is that, do I stick with this court? Do I stick with Stafford? Which I agree with you, he should. Or do I get my guy in this draft? Someone that I that I can say, this is my quarterback. You know, and then move on from Stafford maybe in the next year or so, even though we pay him all this money. And, I mean, as far as the weapons go, I mean, they have a couple pieces over there with the, you know, with that receiver, but also with Kerry Johnson, Kerry Johnson, which I think he's going to be a good running back, you know, even though before he got hurt, he's going to be a good running back for Detroit. Correct. You know, I, I, like he's, you know, once he's able to, you know, get back healthy again, because before he, before he got hurt, he was putting up some decent numbers. Like, you know, I got to get, yeah, give him credit on that, but it's all going to come down to is Stafford going to be there in the long run, you know, Correct. it's still a play. Right. Well, I've always looked at Stafford as a product of his environment. Okay. Everybody thought that Matthew Stafford was great. No, Calvin Johnson was great. That's what made Matthew Stafford look so great those first few years. Right. Plus, they had a running game, so it was easy to look great in that offense. But without a real number one wide receiver, he just looks like somebody that can give you two to three hundred yards and a couple touchdowns. Real talk. Absolutely. I agree with you on that one, Lajine. It really boiled down to that. Uh, the fact that they did uh, get a uh, trade away their best wide receiver, um, who was a do-it-all guy in uh, Golden Tate, I think that really hurt them. I have no idea why they decided to do that, but they did, and it's really starting to backfire on them. And also, their defense has still been mediocre at this time being. It's just like you need to be able to score points and be able to go in a shootout with people because your defense is not up to that up to that standard right now. So that's what it really boiled down to. Um, but we're going to move on to uh, a few more thoughts here, and then we're going to close out here because this is just our introduction show, 30 minutes tops. Uh, we're going to move on to a little fantasy football, and then we're going to give a few more thoughts to all our uh, listeners, and hopefully they become subscribers. So, uh, fellas, we all play fantasy football. I'm going to start with Charlie on this one because uh, right now he's a top dog in fantasy football. I play <laughs> with him right now. So go ahead and uh, kick it off. What you doing right now here? Oh, man. I appreciate that, man. So, actually, I'm in a couple uh, fantasy football leagues. Uh, shout out to the one I'm in. Uh, it's called Damn Degenerates. Uh, my good friend, Bolden. Uh, he, I was in his league last year and I was in it this year. Um, not doing so hot, but, I mean – it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing he got it this year, you know, as well. Hopefully he hopefully he keeps it, you know, as a keeper league because we got some good people in there that actually can, you know, actually do a little something in that league. You know, I actually got a couple of females in there that actually can do some fantasy football league, which, okay. you know, which I want to shock it, but, I mean, they actually – couple two of them, they actually beat me, I, you know. You know, okay. yeah, you know, I, you know, so, I mean, hey, you know, they know football, which is a good thing. Um, as they say, any given Sunday. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. And then as far as the other league go, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm the, I'm the top top dog, you know. Um, 
as well. You know, I do what I do. Uh, I did lose to, you know, my good friend, you know, um, you know, good friend Antoine, you know. He I, knows I, why. I appreciate I'm not, that. I don't want to elaborate too much on that, ladies and gentlemen, but he knows if we meet up, it's a different ball game. He, he knows that. <laughs> but he did get me, you know, it was a, you know, we had different divisions, you know. I'm number one in my division. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the number one in his division. So if we meet up in the championship, it's going to be a good battle. He made the best man win, but he he know I'm coming for him. He know I want my rematch. Lajeen, <laughs> fantasy football. Hey, well, well, I'll say this. This is the first year that I didn't get into fantasy football because I wanted to focus on the Bears. Oh. As y'all know already, I've been saying it since before the season began, before the first practice began, that I believed this year they was going to the playoffs. And here we are. We are on our way to the playoffs. So, you know, yeah, I took my time off. So I'll let y'all talk about fantasy. And then I jumped in on some other things about the Bears. Actually, before I talk on uh, fantasy football, I'm going to take it right back to you to what you said because me and Charlie was actually talking on the side. Most of your stats – that you listed for the Bears this season, um, I did. I disagree with you. So yes. I'll allow you a little time to go back to those stats because you were pretty much on point, and Charlie also pointed that out to me as well too. So don't really kick those stats off that you was talking about earlier this season, bro. Well, I saw this offense once they signed the players that they signed. I said Trubisky would throw at least 30-plus touchdowns and 4,000 yards. And the reason I said that, I didn't just account for who he would be adding to the team, but what the defense would offer the offense. I said the defense was going to take the ball away a lot more, which was going to give the offense a lot more opportunities. And, and those opportunities would turn into points. And right now, that's what's happening, man. I looked at this team and I said, okay, we got a good construction offense. It's a solid offense. It's not going to be a super offense, mm-hmm. but it's solid. And we got an offensive mind that can do some things. But if the defense can give them the ball and we have, we lead in sacks, we lead in turnovers, mm-hmm. we are top two defense right now. Yes, I said at least the top five, even before we signed Khalil Mack. Then we signed Khalil Mack. That has made us a top two defense. We've been one two all year. I'm loving it. And Trubisky is going to turn out. The only thing that I lost out on is Jordan Howard. That's disappointing me. Mm. Everybody when they say he don't fit the scheme. I don't think it's the scheme. I think it's the fact that the offensive line is not as strong in the run game as it is in the past game this year, whereas it has been in years past. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm glad you did point out a couple of those. Um, I'm going to just kind of rewind back for the listeners who's listening. Yes, all these stats that LaJean did say was before we had landed Khalil Mack, who was a monster like everybody across uh, the league and uh, NFL fans in general know and understand. So these stats that he was listing was before we had landed Khalil Mack in that big powerhouse trade there. So, again – he has been on point before we even knew that we was going to get Khalil Mack. Now, uh, I'm going to go to my fantasy. Uh, I'm in two divisions, um, two leagues, excuse me. Uh, one of them is a money league, and one of them is uh, for fun because it's with friends and family. Uh, starting with my money league right now, I am in about third place right now, uh, which isn't too bad, which isn't too bad at all. Um, 
I'm still basically in the running, you know, to still win some cash here. I'm doing my thing. I'm hanging on in there. Uh, as for the family and friends league right now, I had the, the league for a little bit. I did beat my man, Charlie, you know, like he said, but uh, it, if we end up meeting up, he, he definitely coming from me. He has a strong team. Definitely. No doubt. I'm going to give him props because when I did beat him, his team, most of his strong uh, players were actually on bye week. So I'm not going to be one that's actually going to front here at all. Yeah, most of his strong players is on bye week, and I, I, I got a good win out of it because of that fact. So if we do meet up in the playoffs here, it's definitely going to go down to the wire. That's definitely for sure. And, and that Yo, gentlemen, gentlemen, hold up. Y'all got to tell these people about some of the players y'all got that have been consistent because they may need to put them in their starting lineup. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Charlie, I'm gonna let you go here. Start with your, with your lineup, Dan, and I'll, I'll start okay. with my lineup. Okay, so kind of you know just off the brain a little bit. Um, I got some Bears players, you know, which my guy Antoine was a little upset about, but you know, I we had we had agreement that we yeah, you know, we had agreed we wasn't gonna draft. We was gonna wait to draft Bears players, but I snuck around and got the Bears defense. I got Coheen, you know, I got <laughs> Trey Burton. Um, I believe I got Robinson too yeah, as well. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I got some players. Um, I got Peterson. I got the running back from uh, Miami, um, Breda. I mean, not Miami, excuse me, the 49ers, Breda. Okay. Now, the quarterback, I got Jared Goff. And I pretty, um, I wonder who else out there with Jared Goff and um, um, Matt Ryan from Atlanta. Then I got Avika Moore, and then I got Michael Thomas as my receiver. I mean, I, I'm stacked. And I got Zach Randall. So I'm stacked. So as my good friend Antoine said, we meet up. It's going to go down to the wire, ladies and gentlemen. We will let, we will let you know. We'll definitely let y'all know because playoffs start next week. All right, quick rundown of my team because we're going a little bit over the 30 minutes here. Um, I have uh, Deshaun Watson as my starting quarterback. I have Saquon Barkley as my uh, RB number one. I have Joe Mixon as RB number two. Um, uh, off the top of my head right now, my wide receivers, I have Tariq Hill as one of my wide receivers. I also have, um, oh boy, uh, because I'm, I'm playing in two leagues, I'm kind of losing a little bit here. Um, let's go with defense right now. I have the Saints defense, and as a backup defense, I have the Rams defense as well, too, which both have been playing well all season. Um, uh, another wide receiver I have in the league that me and Charlie is in, um, I also have uh, Emmanuel Sanders. And, mm-hmm. and I picked up a, a few more people and a few more pieces as the, as the league went down. Um, oh, you know, right. basically, you know, some, you, I, I pay attention for the waiver wipers. Let's, let's say it like that. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of stay strong throughout the entire thing. You know, I can't just keep with my draft pick. So, um, no. you know, if, 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 if it works out, if it works out, most definitely, I think me and Charlie will end up meeting each other in the championship and then we'll see okay. how it go from there, basically. Well, I'm going to say this. I know that's a big disappointment with Tyreek Hill today, especially since oh, they picked the points, man. Big disappointment. No, no Kareem Hunt, and you also had uh, Sammy Watkins, who was on my bench, who was out today with that heel injury, and Tyreek Hill did not show up today. That I'm still winning that one tonight, but it, that that definitely did was a big disappointment. That hurt a little bit because I thought he was going to go off today. 
Well, with that being said, gentlemen, I know we're going over that time, so I thought that we do a little bit of talking and prepare people for next week after the Rams game. Yes, sir. Let's get it in. <laughs> so, Twan, you got the Bears, you got the Rams. You saw what Dallas did to the Saints. We're looking at a similar type game if you think about it. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. So, first, you know, even though I hated the loss today against a 3-8 and eight Giants team, I think the Bears are going to be so pissed and actually seeing like you just said, the way the Cowboys handled the Saints. And actually, let's be 100 here, seeing how the Lions actually stuck with the Rams today for a while before it actually the Rams actually end up breaking away. I think the Bears are actually going to, you know, manhandle the Rams. I will be the first to say it. On the podcast, I think they can actually put up 30 points on the Rams and hold the Rams down. I think they can hold them in position because they upset on both ends that they weren't able to handle business against a weaker opponent. But having a game film that the Saints had against the Rams, seeing what Dallas did against the Saints, and again being upset with how they played tonight or earlier today, I think they will really take it to the Rams next week on prime time. Mm. you up here. Mm. I'm just going to make it short and sweet, fellas, and for the listeners, listeners out there. This is a statement game. Everybody keeps saying the Rams this, the Saints that. This is a statement game next Sunday night. Yes, sir. Chicago Bears going to let everybody know that it's not about just the offense, that the defense is here. Everybody keeps saying Dallas defense and Baltimore defense. Bears is going to show one more time on Sunday night while we are the monsters of the midway. Yep. While we got Khalil Mack, while we got, while we got the, my, my point, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, Raekwon Smith. We got some dogs out there. This is a statement game, fellas. This is a statement game, and I'm ready for a prime time, 720. Statement game. That's it. That's, I'm, I'm leaving it there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Okay. All right, Lajine, we're going to let you finish it off. We're running short on time here. Go ahead and give us your uh, assessment of next week's big Sunday night game. I'm going to be honest with you. I know how this is going to turn out because I've seen it happen before. The only difference is the defense is going to show up with what's about to happen. If you recall earlier in the season, Mr. Trubisky had a week and a half off. Mr. Trubisky came back and lit Miami up. Problem was the defense couldn't stop anybody. The special teams couldn't stop anybody for the next two weeks. But Mitch Trubisky balled out. This time around, I see Mitch Trubisky balling out. I even see Jordan Howard having a pretty good game this game. But more importantly, I see the defense going out there and punching them in the mouth first, and they're not finna let Todd Gurley do what Saquon Barkley did to them today. I'm really going to step up and step out. Absolutely. This is the game. Mr. Bishop comes back and shows out. And especially with having Shaheen back, this is going to make the offense that much more potent under him because he has legs and a stronger arm than Chase Daniels and his accuracy is much better. So I see this offense producing next week. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. 
uh, for our listeners. Tonight, it was a Sunday night podcast, but uh, next week's podcast is going to be on a Monday night. So we're going to wait till after Monday night's game. So we'll go over the big Sunday night game, and we'll also go over the Monday night game as well, too. We thank you for all tuning in and listening to us. Please, please, please hit that subscribe button so you can come back and listen to our podcast. Please spread the word about our podcast from the sidelines three good friends, all from Chicago. Yes, we are Chicago Bears fans, but we are also uh, even kill with our football and sports fans in general. So you would never hear just a biased opinion. Please come back and listen to us. Please hit that subscribe button. Please come back next week and hear what we have to say about the Bears and Rams game and the big uh, Monday night game as well, too. You will hear our upload then. We thank you for tuning in. Please come back. We appreciate all our listeners. Thank you. And, and with that, y'all can follow me at, at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. That's La Jean. Hey, Twan, give them your Twitter. My Twitter is going to be Brandon Lee at Brandon Lee. And you can find me on that Twitter. Uh, Charlie? Man, I don't know what my Twitter is. <laughs> but I'm on Twitter. So the next podcast, I'll let everybody know because I am going to be on Twitter. But, I mean, just follow me on here and just, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for next Sunday night. I'm excited to get back on this podcast again as well. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and apologize to everybody. All of us is getting over a little something. They finally got me caught up in the sickness bug, too. So yes, indeed. We, we all been sick. We all been sick. <laughs> All right, people. We will holler at y'all next Monday night. We'll be on tune for the for the podcast uh, later on Monday evening after the Monday night game. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Hit that uh, subscribe button so y'all can come back and, and look for the updates when it's uploaded. Thank you and have a good night. From the sidelines and that's a score. Yep. From the sidelines. From the sidelines. That's a wrap, baby. <laughs>